Welcome to this edition of the Ag Queen Podcast. I'm Lori Boyer. Today I'm visiting with Erin Schoenberg, and she is a Senior Development Associate with the Centers for Rural Affairs. I have not interviewed anyone from this organization before, so I'm glad to have Erin on to talk more about this and to learn more about what the Center for Rural Affairs does. So Erin, before we get started on the organization itself, give us a little rundown on who you are. Tell us a little bit more about you. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks, Lori. We're really excited to be able to get the word out about our work um, to your listeners. And I have a an ag background. I grew up on a farm and ranch in north central Nebraska. And, you know, after college, I stayed in ag. I worked on a dairy farm. I had my own um, vegetable business selling directly to consumers. And I also worked for a local food distribution company. And then here at the center, I'm able to keep doing that, you know, uh, hold workshops for farmers and ranchers and rural residents. And now I'm, now I'm working on, you know, bringing more supporters into our network to learn about what we do and see how they can get involved. Which leads me right into our next question. Tell me more about the Center for Rural Affairs. Sure. So we are a nonprofit that is based in Lyons, Nebraska. That's in the northeastern part of the state. And we have been around since 1973. And our mission is really to build and strengthen vibrant rural communities. And so that means, you know, helping independent farmers and ranchers stay on their land and take advantage of, you know, resources that are out there to be successful. We also work in policy and we do lending and small business assistance to entrepreneurs. All right. So tell me how things work there. How do you accomplish those goals? Yeah, so we have a few different, you know, branches of work. And I think one of our main, you know, goals is to always engage with the people we're trying to help. So we're not coming in and saying, here's a great idea, let's make it happen. It's more of those one-on-one conversations and bringing individuals in to see, you know, what are your strengths and how can we keep pushing you to the next level or what might you need and how can we find a way to fill those gaps. And so for the business end of things, you know, we have assistance from trainings where you might go to an in-person or now, of course, you know, with, with Zoom or another like video conference platform, we can bring you in and we can help you put together a business plan. We can help give you tips if you are maybe thinking about doing some, you know, direct sales with marketing your products. So we have a lot of, you know, technical assistance, one-on-one help with that. Um, on, you know, the policy end of things, we might hold, you know, town halls and gather feedback, you know, from farmers, ranchers rural folks who, you know, we can help pass along their feedback to state legislators, to federal legislators, to make sure we've got policies out there that support, you know, farmers and ranchers. And, you know, with our other work, it's always that really hands-on, on the ground, you know, workshops, trainings, connecting peers to peers, right? We always, we know that some of the best experts are the producers. And so if a producer can help another producer, that's, you know, that's key. But sometimes there might need, 
you know, um, there might be a need to bring us in to make the connections happen. So we're all about connecting folks to resources. So if I'm hearing you right, it sounds like your organization is, is kind of a foundational training center, a resource center, and an advocacy center? Yeah, I mean, definitely advocating for for rural communities is is our number one. And yep, we we do that through through some of the, you know, things that that you and I both just mentioned, the policy, direct work, the lending and helping entrepreneurs and rural folks, you know, reach their potential. Can you give me a few examples of some of the work you've done? Yeah, absolutely. And so most recently, a little bit of the work that I've been directly involved with. So, of course, it's always, you know, easy to start there. So we have been working with military veterans to um, give them the resources they need if they're interested in starting a farm business. And so this has been an exciting um, project where Thanks to online platforms, we've been able to bring people in from all over the country and attend monthly workshops where they are rotating between learning business skills one month, which might be marketing, you know, business plans, enterprise budgets, that type of thing. And then the next month, they're learning production skills from an active producer who is also a veteran. And so that's that's one, you know, exciting thing that we've been working on. We've also just wrapped up some really successful, um, you know, state uh, legislative sessions where we pushed forward policies that, you know, for example, make access to local food um, more available for low-income folks, for SNAP users. We've also helped connect. um, We've made it more possible for consumers to buy um, you know, local meat from producers where in the past sometimes that can get a little clunky. And so then one of our newest um, lending pieces is that we just started our program where we are able to help low to moderate income rural residents purchase homes. And so that's brand new for us and we're really excited about making home ownership more accessible. Erin, where does your funding come from to help these folks with those endeavors? Well, because we are a nonprofit, we are able to, of course, apply for various grant opportunities, you know, competitive grants such as many offered by the USDA would be one example. Um, There are also, you know, private funders, both foundations and individuals. You know, we have people who want to, want to help us out, want to be part of what we're doing, and whether that's, you know, sending a a very, you know, modest, you know, um, check from time to time, or whether it's more of a recurring basis, we do have people who, of course, want to keep pushing this work forward. So there are different ways that um, we're able to be funded, like, yep, like other nonprofits. And you and I, before we actually started our interview, we're talking yeah. just a little bit more about your employees in the departments. And so you've got like different sectors that people work in. Yes, that is right. And so I, I see our work as falling into a few different, you know, buckets, if you will, where we've got the policy 
team, of course, and we're working um, not just in Nebraska. We also are involved, you know, Iowa, South Dakota, Minnesota, and then on the federal level, which, you know, affects, affects all states. And so some of those folks are based in Lyons in our home office, but we also have a lot of people working remotely. We really want to be close to the communities that we are, you know, trying to to be a part of helping. And then we've got that more on the ground work, you know, in communities, on farms, on ranches. And so that's another, you know, body of our work. And um, we've got, yeah, people all over, you know, doing that, Um, clear out in Western Nebraska and then the center of the state, the eastern side, and other states as well. And then we've got that small business and lending team. And so we do have these different areas of our work, but, you know, overall, we all have that same mission of, of strengthening those vibrant rural communities. So it all falls under that umbrella. And Erin, that made me think of another question. As far as where you actually, where your work is at, where you actually cover as far as geographic areas, where is that? Well, there's not necessarily a limit to it because we are able to, you know, have those one-on-one phone calls, whether you're in, you know, Washington State or Florida, Colorado, wherever. But as far as in-person activities, which, of course, we haven't really been able to haven't been able to have a lot of recently, we certainly have um, events and workshops, you know, out in Scotts Bluff, in North Platte, in Valentine, in Ord, in Beatrice, you know, really all over. We're not, we're not limited and we always want to continue to make sure we're reaching everyone. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but we do have those other ways of connecting, you know, as well, over email, over phone, etc. And then we have um, quite a bit of you know, physical work in Iowa, too. And we're, we're always just looking to, like, we don't want to limit that and we don't want um, people to think that that even if they have a question for us or want to get involved and and they're not sure if we can help them out, you know, be in touch because most likely we are still able to provide some resources and connections to you wherever you are. Okay. Erin, what else would you like to mention that I haven't asked about? What are some other Mm -hmm. points? Yeah, that's, you know, that's a great question. I was thinking about this before we talked, Lori, and I was thinking, I want to make sure to send people to our website because there really is so much going on that I don't think I'd be able to, you know, list everything in an interview. So CFRA.org, of course, is our website, and we have a really informative you know, fun um, newsletter that includes, you know, pictures and stories and stats of all the work that we do. And you can get that newsletter. You can get a paper copy. You can get an electronic copy. So I would say if our work is, you know, striking a chord with anyone, it sounds interesting, check out our website, check out our social media, and sign up for the newsletters, and you'll, you'll stay, stay informed that way. All right. And I'm on your website right now, and it is easy to maneuver. And and some of those points you talked about, some of the examples you gave, there's headings for that so people can check that out. I also noticed on here that the Center for Rural Affairs has been in existence for 45 years. 
Yes, I know. I think even more, <clears throat> even more than that. Now we're we're going to be celebrating our fiftieth, you know, oh, soon. So okay. we, it is a bit. It's a bit mind blowing to think how mm. long we've been doing it, and we've, you know, we've never changed our mission or, or why we do what we do, but we have been able to expand our work, and um, that's really exciting to look back and see also, you know, what. What more can we do and who else can we bring in in the future? Fantastic. Well, Erin, it's been a pleasure to talk to you and get to know you and get to know your organization more today. And I will be back in touch to do this a little bit more and share more information and stories. Please do. I would love that, Lori. Thanks so much. Erin Schoenberg. Once again, Erin Schoenberg, Senior Development Associate with the Center for Rural Affairs. I'm Lori Boyer for the Ag Queen Podcast. <music>